Welcome to Rema Faith Radio. 2 Thessalonians 1 3, 2 Corinthians 10 15, 2 Corinthians 8 7. Faith can increase, it can grow, actually, even exceedingly. It can abound. It can abound. Welcome to Rema Faith Radio. Right now, here's Reverend Talks with today's message Your faith can grow. Good day, everyone. Welcome once again to our broadcast where we'll be teaching on the God kind of faith. I'd like to turn to our theme text. That's Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11 from verse 22 through to 26. Mark 11, 22 to 26. And Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God. And we pointed out that the literal Greek actually says, have the faith of God, which is the same as saying, have the God kind of faith. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire. When ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. And when ye stand praying, forgive, if ye have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if ye do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. Heavenly Father, we thank you for another opportunity to study the Word of God. Thank you because you fill us with the knowledge of your word in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. And as a result, we work worthy of you unto all pleasing. We are fruitful in every good work and we increase in the knowledge of God. Thank you, Father, because our faith is fed. And as a result, we are able to please you even as we put our faith to use and exercise our rights and privileges in Christ. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, so we're looking at seven most important things about faith in talking about this God kind of faith. This is the second in the series. In the first, uh, in this series, we talked about the fact that every believer has faith, that this God kind of faith, it's defined for us in Mark eleven twenty three. It's the kind of faith whereby a person believes it in his heart says with his mouth what he believes in his heart, and as a result, it comes to pass. And we said that every single believer has faith, has this God kind of faith. Amen. We saw that from Romans chapter 12, verse 3, then Ephesians 2, verse 8, Romans chapter 10, verse 17, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, and finally in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 1. Every believer has faith. Now today we want to go further in talking about this God kind of faith. I want to talk about a second thing in looking at seven most important things about the God kind of faith. The second thing about it is what we want to look at today. And it's the fact that this God kind of faith that every believer has can grow. Our faith can grow. That's our second point. Our faith as believers can grow. Every believer is dealt a measure, the measure of faith. This measure that every believer is dealt 
at the new birth can increase it can grow. We want to look at what exactly will cause it to grow. But first, let's establish the fact that faith can grow. Some people say, no, faith can't grow. Faith doesn't grow. But what does the Word of God say about it? 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3. This is Paul writing to the saints at Thessalonica. And if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for us today. It says, we are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet or as it is proper, because that your faith groweth exceedingly. Your faith groweth exceedingly. And the charity of every one of you all toward each other aboundeth. That word, the margin says, the love of every one of you aboundeth. We're bound to give thanks for you always, brethren, as it is meet, as it is fitting, as it is proper. Why? Because that your faith grows exceedingly. So these are believers. These are people who are members of the body of Christ, born again folks. And Paul was writing to them and telling them that he's delighted, he's grateful to God for them because their faith was growing exceedingly. So this tells us that faith can grow. Now, well, that's just one witness. Do we have more witnesses that prove that? The Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses that every word be established. Let's look at a few more witnesses. Second Corinthians chapter 10. Second Corinthians chapter 10. And in verse 15, second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 15, it says, not boasting of things without our measure, that is of other men's labors, but having hope when your faith is increased, then we shall be enlarged by you according to our rule abundantly. Now, these are also born again folks. And Paul is writing to them. And Paul is telling them that when your faith is increased. So this tells us that faith can increase. Just like 2 Thessalonians 1.3 talks about faith growing, the faith of those saints growing, and not just growing, growing exceedingly. So it's possible to have an exceedingly growing faith, or what Smith Eaglesworth will call an ever-increasing faith, faith that increases, like 2 Corinthians 10 verse 15 tells us. Well, let's look at one more witness that shows that faith can grow. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, in verse 7, it says, Therefore, as ye abound in everything, in faith and utterance and knowledge and in all diligence and in your love to us, see that ye abound in this grace also. What grace was he talking about? The grace of giving. But notice he said, Therefore, as ye abound in everything, the Greek word abound here really speaks of increasing. As ye abound in everything. And what are the things that they were abounding in? Faith. So that tells me that, tells us that a believer can and should abound in faith. So faith can grow. Faith can increase. It can increase. Our faith can increase. Our faith can grow. 2 Thessalonians 1.3, 2 Corinthians 10.15, 2 Corinthians 8.7. Faith can increase it can grow, actually, even exceedingly. It can abound. It can abound. Now, who's going to cause our faith to grow? Is it God? 
God is not the one who's going to see to it that our faith grows. God has provided the means whereby our faith can increase so that our faith can grow. The responsibility is now with us as to whether or not our faith increases, our faith grows, our faith abounds. But before we look at what things we need to do to see to it that our faith grows, let's establish it further that faith actually can increase. The fact that faith is measurable. Faith is measurable. In Mark chapter 4, from verse 35 through to 41, we see how Jesus, Mark 4, 35 to 41, Jesus had told his disciples, let us pass over unto the other side. That's what he said. He got on the ship and he slept off. Now, while they were in the journey, all of a sudden a storm arose. And then the disciples were troubled and they said to Jesus, Master, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Well, Jesus uh, woke up and he rebuked the storm, said to the sea, Peace be still. Bible says, and there was a great calm. Then he turned to his disciples and said, How is it that ye have no faith? Now, that tells us that in that particular instance, the disciples exhibited no faith. So it's possible for a person not to exhibit any faith at all in a given instance, which was what the disciples did here. Now, yes, I know. As of this time, nobody was born again. The only person that had the life of God in him was the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, he hadn't yet gone to the cross. The disciples weren't saved. But you see, because man is a spirit and it's with the heart that man believes, so even someone who's not saved can choose to act on the word of God. In actual fact, that's even how he gets saved. So in, the, in that instance, they exhibited no faith. So no faith, talking about the fact that faith is measurable. No faith, we've seen that. Then um, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 30, where Jesus was talking about us not worrying, take no thought for your life, what you'll eat, what you'll drink. Take no thought for your body, what you put on. It's not the life more than meat, the body more than raiment, and so on. He now said, O ye of Matthew chapter 6, verse 30, he said, O ye of little faith. O ye of little faith. When folks begin to worry, really they're exhibiting nothing but little faith. And that's not pleasing to God. So that's another witness that shows us that faith can be little. Matthew 6.30. The same uh, thing is repeated actually in Luke chapter 12, verse 28. O ye of little faith. Luke 12, verse 28. It's your father's pleasure to give you the kingdom. Praise God. Fear not, little flock. And then he referred to the same thing, the same context, uh, and the same illustration Jesus was making there about not worrying. So he said, O ye of little faith. So faith can be little. Faith can be little. We, we saw no faith. Matthew 4, 35 to 41, in that story there, we, the disciples exhibited no faith. Right here, in Matthew 6, 30, uh, Luke 12, 28, we see little faith. Also, Matthew 14, 22 to 33, where Jesus was walking on the water, and um, the disciples thought it was a ghost. And Jesus said, it is I, be not afraid. Peter now said, if it's you, bid me to come. Jesus said to Peter, come. Then Peter acted on that word. And with his focus on Jesus, he stepped out of the ship and began to walk on the water. 
And after a while, he saw the wind boisterous. Now, the wind was boisterous from get-go. The storm was raging from the very beginning. Uh, so he just kept his focus off of Jesus, and he began to look at the adverse circumstances, and guess what happened? He started to sink. And he now said, Lord, save me. Jesus reached out and got him and saved him and said, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? So that's another illustration of little faith. Matthew 14, 22 to 33. Peter, in that instance, exhibited little faith. So we saw no faith. We've seen little faith. What about great faith? In Matthew chapter 8, from verse 5 to 13, talking about the centurion who came on behalf of his servant who was sick. Uh, it, Jesus was going to come. The centurion said, I'm not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof. Speak the word only, my servant shall be healed. Now Jesus stole that centurion and told the people there, said, I've not seen so great faith. No, not in Israel. So that centurion exhibited great faith. What's great faith? Just taking God at his word. He exhibited great faith. Now, that's in Matthew 8, 5 to 13. Another illustration of great faith is in Matthew 15, 21 to 28. Matthew 15, 21 to 28, talking about the Syrophoenician woman who came on behalf of her daughter who was vexed with a devil. And um, Jesus said, it's not proper, it's not me to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. He said, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which are from the master's table. Jesus said, O woman, great is thy faith. So she exhibited great faith as well. Great faith doesn't quit. Great faith doesn't give up. Great faith is persistent and it takes a hold of what it desires. So that's great faith. Amen. We saw no faith. We've seen little faith. Now we, we just got through seeing great faith. Now, like I said, all these instances, these were in the Gospels. Nobody had the new birth as of this time. Amen. Nobody had the new birth. That's a fact. Now, in Romans chapter 4, verse 19, talking about Abraham and um, Paul, in writing to the saints at Rome, he had told them in Romans 4.12 that we should follow in the steps of Abraham's faith. In Romans 4.19, talking about Abraham, the Bible says, And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. So, a person can be weak in faith. So we see weak faith. What does weak faith do? Weak faith concentrates on the adverse circumstance. Abraham was in weak in faith. Why? Because he didn't consider, he didn't keep his focus on the challenge, on the circumstance, on the problem. So faith can be weak. In Romans 4.20, the Bible says, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that that which he had promised he was able also to perform. So a person can be strong in faith. Abraham was strong in faith. Now what's strong faith? Strong faith is simply being fully persuaded that what God has promised is able also to perform and to give glory to God for his word. That's strong faith. Amen. So we've seen no faith. We've seen little faith. We've seen great faith. We've seen weak faith. We've seen strong faith. Amen. So faith, we could talk about the size of it. We could talk about the strength of it. And um, are there more scriptures? Yes, there are. There are a lot more scriptures that talk about faith being measurable. In 1 Timothy 
chapter 1, verse 5. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, as well as 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. The Bible talks about unfeigned faith. Faith that is without pretense. Faith that is authentic. Faith that is genuine. So faith can be authentic. Faith can be genuine. Faith can be sincere. Amen. Then we read in 1 Timothy 1.19, where the Bible says, Holding faith and a good conscience, which some haven't put away concerning faith, have made a shipwreck. So we see that it's possible for someone to make a shipwreck of their faith. So there can be shipwrecked faith. Faith can be shipwrecked. In James chapter 2, verse 5, the Bible says, Has God not chosen the weak, uh, the, the poor of this world, you know, to be rich in faith. So a person can be rich in faith. So there can be rich faith. So we see no faith, little faith, great faith, weak faith, strong faith, unfeigned faith, shipwrecked faith. Now we're seeing rich in faith or rich faith. So somebody can be rich in faith. James 2, 5. God has chosen the poor of this world rich in faith. So a person can be rich in faith. Then in the same chapter, James chapter 2, in verse 22, talking about Abraham, the Bible says through his works, through his actions, James 2, 22, his faith, Abraham's faith was perfected. So that tells us there can be perfected faith, faith that is brought to completion, faith that has corresponding action with it. So there's perfected faith. That's another scripture that shows that faith is measurable. Then we see in 1 John chapter 5 and in verse 4, where the Bible says, Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So that speaks of faith that overcomes the world, or if you like, overcoming faith. Now, these are all adjectives qualifying faith in the epistles. Weak in faith, strong in faith, uh, unfeigned faith, uh, 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 shipwrecked faith, uh, rich in faith, uh, perfected faith, overcoming faith. Faith certainly is measurable. Then we read of Stephen, the Bible says of him in Acts chapter 6, verse 5, as well as in verse 8, that Stephen was full of faith. God actually wants us to be full of faith. So a person can be full of faith. A person can be full, I guess a person can be half full, three quarters full, a quarter full, void of faith. So faith is measurable. Second Thessalonians 1, 3. 2 Corinthians 10, 15, 2 Corinthians 8, 7. Those scriptures speak of exceedingly growing faith. Uh, increase, when their faith is increased. So faith can be increased. Talks about abounding in faith. So faith is measurable. So faith can grow. Now, if faith can grow, and the Bible says it can, how then can I get my faith to grow as a believer? Simple. Two simple things I need to do if I want my faith to grow. The first is this. I need to feed my faith on the Word of God. I need to feed my faith on the Word of God. Why? Because the Word of God is the food of faith. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. The Bible says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. What's that saying? That's simply telling us that what bread, what physical food 
is to the body. That's what the word of God is to our spirits. The word of God is faith food. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So the word of God is the food of our faith. F.F. Bosworth said something. He said, most Christians feed their bodies three hot meals a day, but they feed their spirits one cold snack a week. And then they wonder why they are so weak in faith. Amen. See, the word of God is the food of faith. If you want your faith to grow, feed it regularly on a daily basis on the word of God. Meditate in that word. Build that word into your spirit consciousness. Study the word. Read the word. Feed on it because the word of God is the food of faith. Romans chapter 10 verse 8. The Bible says, But well, what seeth it? The word is nigh thee in thy mouth and in thine heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. The word of God is called the word of faith. Why? Because it causes faith to come to the hearts of those who are open to it. Praise God. Then we see in Romans 10, 17, where the Bible says, So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So God's word is full of faith. If we go into the word of God and feed upon the word of God, that word will feed our faith. So the word of God is the food of faith. So if you want your faith to grow, two things. First, you got to feed your faith on the word of God. That measure of faith that God started every believer on. Don't do like the one talent guy who buried his talent in the napkin in Matthew 25, 25. Don't do that with your faith. Feed it. Feed it. Feed it regularly. Feed it on a daily basis on the word of God. Joshua 1, 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. He says, For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Praise God. By meditating in the word day and night, feeding upon the word of God, building the word of God into our spirits, we feed our faith. Amen. But no matter how well you feed your faith, if your faith doesn't get any exercise, it's going to be like muscles. Some folks, they eat, right? They eat good food, a lot of good food, but they don't get enough exercise. You see, if you don't get enough exercise, even though your body may be well fed, your muscles will be weak and flabby. And they won't be strong like they ought to. See, faith is a force. Jesus said, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed. The force of faith will remove mountains. 1 Corinthians 13 two talks about faith that removes mountains. So faith removes mountains. If you want to get this faith, your faith, to be able to get results, to grow and remove mountains. You need to exert it. You need to exercise it. You need to use it. So no matter how well you feed your faith, if you don't exercise your faith, it's not going to grow. Now, how do we exercise our faith? By putting it into practice, by putting our faith to use, by using it. James 1.22 says, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. One translation says, deluding your own selves. If you're just a hearer of the word, you feed on the word, but you don't put God's word to practice, you're going to end up being self-deceived. And it won't be God that deceived you. It won't even be the devil. You are, will have deceived yourself. 
Use your faith. In Matthew 9, 29, Jesus said something to those two blind men. He said, according to your faith, be it unto you. See, the extent of our blessings in life is going to be the extent of our faith. It will be to us according to our faith. Many people make a mistake when it comes to faith. They try to exercise their faith beyond where their faith is at. Now, faith grows. Faith grows. If you want to climb a ladder, you start from the bottom rung and then you move up. If you're trying to exercise your faith beyond where your faith is at, you, you, you could be disappointed and say, well, I tried to use that. I didn't get results. Don't do that. Start where you're at. Amen. There's somewhere you can believe at. Start from there and keep feeding your faith and keep exercising it. And what's going to happen? Your faith is going to grow and it's going to remove mountains. Praise the Lord. So the first thing we said, every believer has faith. Second thing, this faith can increase. It can grow. How? By feeding it on the word of God and by exercising it or putting it into practice. Praise the Lord. You've been listening to Rema Faith Radio, brought to you by the partners and friends of Rema Nigeria. We offer training in God's Word and in the things of the Spirit for victorious Christian living and success and fulfilling ministry. Go to RemaNigeria.com to find out more on how to become a student or partner of Rema Bible Training Center Nigeria. Please call 081-01-166836. The number again, 081-01-166836. Kenneth Higgins Rema Bible Training Center Nigeria is here just for you.